0: In today's economic storm, people's retirement accounts are being devastated. Consumers are searching for a safe place to put their money. Are you feeling the same? If you are, please get ready to listen and learn about a new concept that will give you financial security and peace of mind. Now, here is the host of Become the Banker, certified financial planner and award-winning author, Joseph Quijano.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. I'm so excited to be with you today. I'm really excited because this is the second show that we have actually done with uh, Inspired uh, Choices Network. And the name of the show is Become the Banker. And I am Joseph Quijano, and I'm a certified financial planner. And today we're going to be talking about what is really Become the Banker. You know, do you have to go to school to become a banker? Do you have to have a building to become a banker? Well, I'm going to set your mind at ease today that you don't have to go to school to learn how to become a banker. The name Become the Banker is really the name of a phenomenal financial strategy, phenomenal financial strategy that is helping people from all over the world, all over the world, you know, get ahead financially. Uh It's nothing new, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, it's nothing new at all. It's been around for over 200 years, and the wealthy have known about it. Uh, the wealthy have used it to accumulate wealth without, listen to this carefully, without any risk at all of losing their money. So the wealthy have known about it, and really, the Become the Banker strategy deals with banks, how they make money, and applying the same principles that banks are using today to make money for themselves to your own personal financial life. And today, we're going to be sharing a little bit about those financial strategies that banks are using today to make money. And believe me, when you apply them to your own personal life, it's going to be phenomenal. You're going to to see immediate improvement in your finances, and you're going to be able to make your money work for you, not only you working for your money. Now, to become the banker, used to be the best-kept secret of the wealthy. Again, they used it not only to accumulate money, but to have their money tax-free. That is the key right there. Tax-free money. And that's, I think, that's really what everybody in this world really wants. They just want to be able to get ahead financially, eliminate or reduce taxation, and build a super retirement. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to become a banker has nothing to do with the stock market. I want to make sure that you understand that real carefully. Nothing to do with the stock market, so there's absolutely no risk at all. The the Become the Banker strategy is not a, a mutual fund. It is not a bond. It is not nothing to do with an annuity. What the Become the Banker strategy really is, is a strategy based on tax law. Tax law. So that means that the IRS, the tax you know, body of this country has already approved that Become the Banker strategy to be totally tax-free. So, nothing to do with the stock market. It, It is not an annuity. It has to do with tax law. So, it's totally legal. And, it has to do with insurance, contractual guarantees. So, Let's really begin talking about the uh, strategy. Banks, traditional banks, make money. Do you agree? Well, I'm going to tell you that banks control most of the money of the world. That's why they have world banks. Money is being made by the truckload Within banks. So banks are making a lot of money and they're using specific strategies, specific strategies to actually make that money. So let's talk about one of the strategies, okay? The first strategy is what I call money flow. Money has to flow for money to make money. Just like water. Water has to flow. Otherwise, that water will actually become putrid if it doesn't flow. Money has to flow. It's a law of nature. It has to flow. Otherwise, it becomes stagnant. And so it is with money. So it is with money. So money has to flow in order for money to be making money for you. So banks... Banks really use that strategy daily. When you deposit money in a local bank, you walk in, you give the teller your um, check, she will give you or he will give you a receipt, and technically, your money has actually stopped flowing for you. Now, the bank, on the other hand, will take your money and they will lend it to somebody to buy a car, uh, for a mortgage, it doesn't matter. The bank will lend this money out, and then somebody will pay the bank back. That's what creates money flow, and when money flows, it definitely, it definitely, definitely will make money for you. Now, before we get too much into the uh, topic of today's uh, show, Becoming your own banker. I do want to introduce you to my co-host, my son, by the name of Jordan. Jordan, you are here, right? I
2: I am, yes. I am alive and ready to start getting a part of this. So I appreciate you guys having me. Well, good, good. Well, you know, we're a you know for those of
1: you that uh, were listening to the uh, show last week, a week ago today, that was the first show that we had, and. I think I mentioned that we were a family-owned company with over 45 years of financial planning expertise and my son and I out of the six children that I have, my youngest one, Jordan, which is with us right now, was the only one that wanted to actually be part of the family business. So I'm really blessed, I'm really blessed to have him to have him work with me and to be on the show with me as a co-host. So, Jordan, we're talking about the Become the Banker strategy and what it is. Would you like to uh, basically uh, tell the group that is listening right now, what is your take on the Become the Banker?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, in today's economic world, we're all searching for ways to get ahead financially that aren't in the cookie-cutter financial plans. You know, the 401Ks, the IRAs, the traditional routes that we're all Condition to go after really aren't working in today's economy and honestly it's it's not a place that you want to be stuck in by only having those financial plans where become the banker is truly thinking out of the box it's it's tailored completely to you and your family on however you guys are going to use it. And I was very fortunate to, to find out about this concept actually when I was uh, 16 years old. You know, that's when my father introduced it to me and and was able to show me the, the power of this Become the Banker strategy by, by showing me how to self-finance my first vehicle. This is something that we all go through at that age, I think, as we all look for our first vehicle. And uh, I always uh, kind of make a joke of it with him that, you know, when I found the Jeep, a 1999 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, 130,000 miles on it, I remember going down to the coffee table and I said, Dad, how are we going to get this? Now, for you parents out there or anyone who has uh, grandchildren as well, how are we going to get this? You know, I think this is something that <laughs> most parents try to, you know, avoid that conversation. It's like, that's going to be, how are you going to get this? You're going to have to get a job, get a, uh, you know, a loan, keep up with the payments, but you know, he sat me down in that very instant, and I was such a mind-opening experience for me because he showed me that he had started a policy on me to become a banker plan when I was born, and I was able to use it uh, to be able to self-finance and recapture all the money that the banks were going to make off of me through the rest of my life. But just starting with that vehicle, he showed me this wonderful strategy and really just how to how to be able to take control of that that factor. So I was able to do so. I, I financed my vehicle, paid myself back the same exact payment that the bank would have charged me. And that was the condition that he he showed me back then was, you know, if I was going to borrow the money from myself, if I was going to borrow it from my bank, then I have to be a good banker. I got to treat it like any other loan. And by doing so, I was calling uh, at the time uh, what we call First Bank of Littleton, it's one of the banks here in Colorado, and and I asked them what interest rate and what payment would that monthly payment be had I gone through them. And I guess you could you could probably assume what the, the next statement was, but he made me pay that exact same payment that First Bank would have charged me right back to my plan. So I was able to recapture not only the principal back in my pocket, but all the interest that First vehicle would have made off of me, right back into my pocket, growing to, to more of, uh, of a bigger amount today where I've been able to do it since then. with two or three vehicles, a condo, and, and uh, most recently about a, about a year ago, a new purchase for a new build home here in Parker, Colorado. So, so my thoughts on this strategy is it is a beautiful strategy that you can use for any Uh, financial situation in your life, whether it be financing that first vehicle when you're 16 years old, whether it be starting a head start on getting a a, a retirement plan put together that's not the cookie cutter for financial plans. So this really is meant for anybody. And that's that's something that I'm very happy we're able to share with you guys today.
1: Well, absolutely. Thank you, Jordan. I mean, you are a true, what the banker can do for people. And, that I am so proud, you know, that, that those cars, the program you recapture the principal, the interest that you would have lost to the banks, and then you uh, got the condo. That now you're renting that condo out, making money, and now you've got a beautiful, beautiful home here in Parker, Colorado, all at the tender age of thirty, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the power behind the become the banker strategy. So Jordan, we were talking about banks, you know, traditional banks making money. Right. And and basically, banks they have to use specific money strategies to make money. And one of them, which I shared with the group, already, was called money flow. Money has to flow right. in order for money to make money for you. And, and you see, I think exactly. you exactly.
2: Yeah. 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 I was saying that's exactly what we were doing right there with, when you taught me at that at young age was money flow. When right: I was 16 years old, you showed me how to, that how to, how to reverse that, that flow, not to the bank's pocket, but back into our pocket. And that's, that's the, the beautiful value that we, we, we want to be able to kind of share with everybody is how to reverse that flow back into their pockets.
1: Exactly. Because, see, when you get yourself back, you actually made your money flow for you. So, basically, you actually got back the money that you would have lost to the bank's. So money was flowing, and by doing that, it actually increased your money supply, just like the same strategy will increase the bank's money supply. The only difference is that you actually became your own banker. So when you recaptured the principal and the interest back to yourself, that means that your money was flowing for you, not against you. Does that make sense?
2: It absolutely does. and that That's Good. the beauty of this whole program, so... So thank, thank you us for that so, lesson.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And you know what? Uh, for those of you that are lessening, that may be parents or grandparents, what a legacy. What, I mean, what a great uh, opportunity to teach your children and your grandchildren, you know, how to make money and how to make it without risking any money, without losing the money. So basically, that's, that is one strategy, one strategy. That they using. A the second strategy is besides money flow is OPM. OPM, using other people's money. I mean, the wealthy don't use their money; they use somebody else's money to make money. So if you look at any any multi multi billionaire that actually builds skyscrapers. They're not using their money, right, Jordan? They're using other people's money. And that is the key. That's one of the keys that the wealthy have used to make money. Uh, Mm -hmm. You want to explain a little bit more about that, Jordan?
2: Definitely, yeah. I think uh, with, with that concept in mind, we are all conditioned in this world to, to really uh, be in an instant gratification world. We we are so used to being able to charge our card up, and maybe we don't have the money in our bank account, but nowadays you can charge a card and borrow uh, the credit card company's money, borrow the bank's money at a, at an interest rate that they choose to charge you at. And this is where, you know, we really kind of can get into a bad financial situation by using too much of, of of other people's money in some cases like the banks and, and credit cards it can put you in a bad financial position but with what we're trying to share with you is there's really only you know two ways to make money in this world and that's either your money working for you or uh, you 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 basically Allowing your your money to to go out and make it for somebody else in that sense, and so so with this money flow and with this other other people's money o p m the whole idea is to reverse that, like we said with the money flow is to turn the flow of money back into your pocket to to make o p m uh really work for you, where you're going to use your money instead of the bank's money, but still keep the same method of of treating it just like anybody else's money. And by doing that, just like I mentioned in in the example before, by paying yourself like it's somebody else's money, you get to make that money uh, work for you and earn interest uh, as if it was the bank's money or the credit card company's money.
1: That is so true, Jordan. That is absolutely true. And you know, we're approaching right now the 15-minute mark of the show. So we're going to have to take a little break. And you're listening to Inspire Choices Network. I am Joseph Quijano with my son, Jordan Quijano. We're financial planners, and the name of the show is Become the Banker. Become the Banker because we want you to make money just like the banks make money. So we're going to go to the first break, and when we return, we'll continue the topic of how to become your own banker. If what you
0: thought to be true about money turned out not to be true... When would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker radio show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m.
3: Pacific. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email Become a Host at Inspired
0: This is Become the Banker Radio Show with Certified Financial Planner Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255, Canada 613. 800 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You could also ask to comment by email to Joseph at BecomeTheBanker.org or text to
1: 303 880 0887. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Joseph Quijano with my son Jordan Quijano. We're financial planners and uh, we are on the show, Become the Banker. And we were just talking, you know, about the wonderful, powerful strategies of banks making money. And but believe me, they make a lot of money. And if you apply those two strategies that we were talking about before we went on break, you know, using other people's money, number one. Number two, making money flow. That's what the banks are using today. My gosh, your financial situation It's going to change 100% for the better. We have seen it time after time after time after time. Our clients, first of all, they want to be able to not only make their money flow or use other people's money to get ahead financially, but they want to reduce the amount of finance charges that they are paying today and also reduce taxation. Jordan Do you want to share with the uh, group, you know, the percentages of the dollar bill that most people lose to taxes and finance charges like credit cards and things like that?
2: Yeah, you might want to help me with the exact numbers. But I mean, the the reality of it is it's just a third of every dollar we make, the average American family, a third of every dollar they make goes to pay finance charges. And that's on one credit card, one mortgage, and one vehicle loan. So for anybody who has maybe a few credit cards or maybe even a couple vehicle loans, uh, you definitely could be paying more than that. So a third of every dollar goes to finance charges. Uh, another third of that same dollar goes to pay taxes. And, and this isn't just income tax that we're talking about. This is all taxes. You go and fill your car up with fuel, you go pay taxes. You go and grab breakfast or dinner, you pay taxes. So when you add all these taxes up plus your income tax, at the end of the year you're paying close to a third of every dollar you make in, in, in taxes. So we're left with basically about a third, it might be even a little bit less when you look at the exact figures, but about a third of every dollar you make uh, is what we use on to be able to pay our expenses, our monthly bills and then of course to try to save for retirement and this is why we have the worst savings rate in the world here in the US is because uh we're left with only a third to really uh, a third of every dollar we make to really be able to try to get ahead financially and to really try to build a retirement plan.
1: That is right that Jordan, you know. And the uh the percentages came from the um The accounting office of the United States government, they say that the average American family, they lose 34.5%. That's 34.5% of every dollar they make, Jordan, to finance charges. I'm talking, I'm talking about, you know, like if you have a credit card, like Jordan was saying, here in the United States... I mean, you're lucky to get a credit card below the 15% rate of finance charge. The majority that I've seen, they're over 20%. Just think about that. So the average family loses 34.5% of every dollar they make to finance charges. I mean, how terrible is that? Another yeah, third, like my son said. Better. Yeah. Oh, It is. It is. Totally unfortunate. And then... The, uh, the correct percentages for the taxes that we lose, it's 36%. So if 34.5% is being lost to banks and credit card companies, and then we're losing another 36% for taxes, we are left, ladies and gentlemen, with less than one-third of a dollar. Less than one-third of a dollar to actually plan ahead, save money, do the retirement planning that we want to do to achieve our goals at retirement. That's why people here, and at least in the United States, are hurting financially when they become 65
2: and older. It can't be helped. Don't you agree? Yeah, it's it's very true, and it's that's why we see, uh, you know, with uh, baby boomers right now, our retirees. Growing into retirement right now, I think the average is less than 100 or right around 120 thousand dollars that they have saved for a 401k, and that's definitely not enough money to to go in retirement. But that is the average that most baby boomers have that are retiring in today's economy. So, so this is what builds that that uncertainty of, of having enough money in retirement, if you're going to put enough money aside, uh, do I have enough to pay off my house, or is, if my mortgage not paid off before retirement. I mean, all these questions that you have when you go into retirement, it really uh, you know really puts the fear in people sometimes, and, and I don't blame them.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I don't blame them either. I mean, right now, I think one of the biggest fears that people have, they're asking themselves, Am I going to have enough money at retirement? Am I going to outlive my money during retirement? Now think about that. Those are fears and they're and they're valid. They're valid fears. Because you see here at least here in the United States, you know, people can't cannot cannot count on social security. I mean, social security was not meant to be a retirement plan. It was meant to be a supplemental retirement. You cannot live on Social Security. Yet, like my son said, the average baby boomer getting into retirement today here in the United States, has less than $120,000 in a retirement account. How far is that going to go? Are they going to have a happy retirement? Now, I think people need to start to think out of the box and that becomes a banker strategy will actually help you understand how to make money work for you. And you'll be thinking out of the box. Any comments you want to make uh, Jordan on this?
2: No, I think, uh, you know, I think that, you know, that is the the whole point is to try to get ahead of the, you know, the, the the curve on this by making sure that you, you start saving money uh, before retirement. I mean, that's the biggest part of any retirement plan is time. And, and and if you can, you know, start when you're in your 30s, start when you're in your 40s, you're going to have a tremendous head start uh, for building your retirement. But unfortunately, we see a lot of times people procrastinate. And, and that is the biggest deterrent to any financial plan is procrastination. I mean, you could have uh, the ability to try to start putting away uh, $5,000 every year and start it at the age of 55 or 50 and only do it for 10 or 15 years. But even if you only did $1,000 a a year and you were starting at the age of 30, who do you think is going to have more money at the end of that? The person who actually put less money for the longer t- period of time will have more money because it 's just the power of of compound interest over those years and the uh, the discipline of putting that money aside so again, the biggest part of any financial plan is to not procrastinate. You need to start something now. And if you think that something's going to change next year or the year after that, it's never going to change. You need to start right now and get your your foot in the right direction, no matter what age you are, and really start putting some money aside.
1: Absolutely. I mean, well put. And the key is, you know, there's a saying here that the, uh, you know, you got to start with one step at a time, right? A journey of a 1,000 miles begins with the first step. And to build a solid financial life, to have financial security, to have financial clarity, you have to start. You have to do it now. We have people that have actually uh, seen our presentation on seminars. And guess what? They've seen it like maybe seven times over the years. And they procrastinated. And now they're finally coming in to us wishing and telling us that they wish they would have done it sooner because they lost all those years that they could have been accumulating. So we're getting very close now to the second break of the show. So what I'd like to do is I would like to just let you know what's going to happen during the other half of the show. We're going to be sharing with you the number one strategy that the wealthy have used to get ahead financially. And if you put it to use, I will guarantee you that your finances will improve 100%. So stay tuned. You are listening to Joseph Quijano and Jordan Quijano, Certified Financial Planners, and that Become the Banker Show on the Inspire Choices Network. We will be right back. If what
0: you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker radio show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific.
3: Hello, I'm consumer advocate Tom Martino. For years, I've been telling you about a safe, secure investment that you can do for as little as $200 a month. Earnings grow tax-free. And better than that, during this recent stock market crash, they did not lose a penny. Even though investments hit all-time lows, those involved in Become the Banker are still earning their guaranteed return of 4% tax-free plus a 1% dividend. Isn't it time you at least investigate and possibly become the banker yourself? In a nutshell, you overfund life insurance on purpose to build tax-sheltered cash for retirement and for loaning to yourself for life's needs and pleasure, college, credit card debt, a mortgage. They can all be paid when you become the banker. Do yourself a favor. At least find out more. Becomethebanker.org. For the next webinar, that's Becomethebanker.org. And for a video review, Becomethebanker.info. It's time to take action and stop your losses. Becomethebanker.org.
0: This is Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner, Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You could also ask to comment by email to joseph at becomethebanker.org, or text to 303-880-0887.
1: Welcome back everyone. This is Joseph Quijano, Certified Financial Planner with Become the Banker Show. And I want you to, uh, I want you to know that, uh, that the person that you heard, Tom Martino, he has been a consumer watchdog for the state of Colorado and probably several other states here in the United States for over 45 years. So he truly is a consumer advocate and he definitely believes in the the become-the-banker strategy, the the become-the-banker philosophy. He actually is practicing the the become-the-banker himself. So he knows the power behind it. Now, before we went on break, I told you that that I will share with you the number one strategy that the wealthy have used to actually accumulate wealth. And that is they pay themselves first listen carefully it may sound very basic but a lot of a lot of people that we meet on a daily basis do not pay themselves first are you listeners are you actually paying yourselves first or or are you like most families most people we go to work and work really hard we get paid and then What do we do with this money? We put this on a checking account and we begin to write checks to all the creditors that we owe money to. Am I right? And we forget to do what? Pay ourselves. You see, I call that economic slavery. We are working, but we're not getting paid because we're not paying ourselves first. You see, the wealthy, on the other hand, for centuries, they have known about this, and they made it a priority to pay themselves first. Before they paid anybody else, they pay themselves first. So what I want to do before I turn this over to Jordan again, I would like to just let you know, if you if you want to take a note or if you want to communicate with us, call the show, text us because i think the information that we're sharing with you is absolutely crucial and you may want to make a note of this i mean you got to pay yourselves first now we have met people that make an insane amount of money recently we met husband and wife physicians doctors they make over a half a million dollars a year, yet, when they came to see us, we asked, "How much money do you have in savings? zero zero and I said, if you're making a half a million dollars each and every year, where does the money go? You know what their answer was. It evaporates like water, it evaporates. Could you imagine a half a million dollars evaporating? But this is exactly what families are facing today. They're going to work. They get paid. Then they pay everybody else except themselves. They're working for nothing. Yet the wealthy, on the other hand, they have known about this. And they made it again a priority to pay themselves first. So, Or, listeners, please, do me a favor. Whatever money you're making per month, take a percentage. I don't care what it is. Take it 5%, 10%, 15%. It doesn't matter. Just take a percentage and pledge that you will pay that percentage to you each and every single month. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, we have met people that were not like those doctors. Actually, they came from a, a totally different uh, disadvantaged country like Mexico. And one person that comes to mind about 10 years ago, she came to one of our seminars and uh, we made an appointment with her. And uh, this lady actually came from my home country of Mexico. Very humble lady. And when we went through her finances, I found that she had over $20,000 saved. Now, that's more than some people have, believe me, that we meet on a daily basis. And I said, how did you accumulate that kind of money? What, What kind of work do you do? And she said, I'm a house cleaner. I clean homes for a living. And I thought immediately you must own a company. No, I do it individually. I said, how were you able to accumulate this amount of money? She said, well, I clean homes every day. I get paid every single day. And many years ago, I decided that every Friday was going to be my payday. So every Friday, whatever I made on a Friday, I put that on a, Savings account at the local bank. I said, Marielena, was that hard? She said, it it was hard at the beginning, but now, guess what? Second nature. So this humble lady, house cleaner, has actually more liquidity, more savings, than some of the most affluent people that we have met. Right, Jordan?
2: It's very true. It is. And it's just sad to see, you know, like you said, I mean, what people do with that money is they end up letting it evaporate or, or just fall out of their pocket. <laughs> and that, that happens to everybody these days. So so you need to reverse that, that, that equation and that problem and be able to set aside money month in and month out and have that discipline. you got to be able to have the forced saving a mentality of always setting money aside month in and month out no matter how hard it may be financially in some months you got to have that discipline to still set it aside and by doing so it'll create that nest that 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 pool of money that little nest egg that you're going to have some peace of mind knowing that you've got money set aside for those rainy days like what we've experienced recently with this pandemic, or four of those rainy days for when people lose a job. This is a way to be able to give you that peace of mind so you're not stressed at night, staying awake, wondering how are we going to make it. So you got to have that peace of mind by putting money aside. It's so true.
1: Absolutely. And we're not saying that's going to be easy, but you know nothing that is good in life is really easy. So you do have to take, like my son said, take the first step. you got to remember that a journey of a 1,000 miles begins with a first step. A journey to your financial success should begin by taking the first step now. You cannot delay it. You cannot procrastinate. So during the next break, uh, we're getting close to a break again here, so I want to just let you know that when we come back, We're going to be talking to you about forming this pool of money. We're going to show you how to become your own banker, not with a traditional bank down the street, but becoming your own personal bank. And by the way, before we go on break, if you want to just write this down or Google it, Google family banks. This idea of creating family banks away from local banks has been around for centuries. Like here in the United States, the Vanderbilt's started it, the Rockefeller's. I'm talking about every single wealthy family has started their own personal bank, and they called it a family bank. And guess what? If if somebody wanted to buy a car, they didn't go to the local bank. They went to the family bank and borrowed the money from the family bank. Think about that. And with one condition, that they had to pay back the family bank at interest. Amazing, isn't it? So, when we come back, we're going to continue with the Become the Banker show. And we're going to share with you the product that creates the pool of money for you to become your own banker. We'll see you right back. If what you thought to be true about money turned out
0: not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker Radio Show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific.
3: Investments hit all-time lows, except for Become the Banker. Do you know how much money was lost in those accounts? Not one penny. Become the Banker is a safe, guaranteed return of 4% plus a 1% dividend. In a nutshell, you overfund life insurance on purpose to build a tax-sheltered cash account for retirement and for loaning to yourself along the way and not losing to the stock market. BecomeTheBanker.org. You owe it to yourself to go to the next seminar. BecomeTheBanker.org. Who's laughing now? This is Become the Banker radio show
0: with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You could also ask to comment by email to joseph at becomethebanker.org or text to 303-880-0887.
1: Amazing, amazing, amazing. You know, we got, uh, we're definitely going to be sharing with you how to build your own bank. But again, at the beginning of the show, we started with the economy. At, and in the middle of the show, we began to share with you what the wealthy have done. And right now, we are going to begin explaining to you how to form that pool of money that can let you, allow you to become your own bank. So the
2: solution Jordan? Yes.
1: The solution, that is right. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, so I think ultimately we've really hit on the topic that it's all about putting that discipline of setting money aside. But you can't put it into just the savings accounts nowadays or the the bank accounts because we're not getting anything at the bank. So what really happens is most people, we start to think that we're saving money by putting it aside for our 401ks or IRAs. And that's not the case because the true definition of saving or, or having an emergency fund means that that account has to have no risk tied to it at all. And we know that there is risk tied to any 401k or IRA. So for people who don't put money into full K's or IRAs, the next best thing is we take it out of the stock market and put it in the bank. But unfortunately, like I mentioned, the banks are paying us absolutely nothing. I mean, they're paying us less than 1%, and it's a shame because uh, we got the economy, inflation, running higher than a 3.5%, so we're going backwards by keeping money in the bank. So this is where becomes the Banker Our solution really, really does well because you're able to put a pool of money aside away from the banks, away from the government with the taxation, and it's all legal. It it falls under the IRS code 7702, which exempts this pool of money from taxation. And these companies that build, that let you build this pool of money allow it to grow tax free, but also give you a guaranteed rate of return. And the guaranteed rate of return is 4%. So 4% tax-free rate of return, that is almost equal to about maybe 7 or 8% taxable. That even if you were getting 8% in an account somewhere taxable, after you would net out uh, what you would get after paying taxes, it would be close to about 4%. So you got to keep in mind this is a 4% tax-free Free right over return, which is very, very important to, to keep separate from taxable. And this uh, this pool of money it deals with utilizing life insurance, not the traditional life insurance plans that you see uh, with your employer or that you could go get with uh, you know traditional companies like New York Life, MetLife, Life, all great companies, but they do not specialize in these types of policies, which These policies act like banks. They work on living benefits primarily. There has to be a death benefit to keep it tax-free, so that will be a part of it. But the whole goal with these plans is to reduce the death benefit to its minimum, to a respectable amount, because that's where the cost lies. With any life insurance policy, when you look at it, if you go to Prudentials or those MetLife's and you tell the agent or the company that you have $500 that you can set aside every month, what's gonna happen is you're gonna get a huge death benefit with very little to none in cash with living benefit. Typically, you don't see any cash or any living benefit for about three to four years. And the reason for that is year number one, the agent who sold it to you makes commission. So all that money that you paid in 500 times 12, that's $6,000, goes to the agent's pocket. You, in your pocket, you get zero in cash, but a very high death benefit let's just say it's a million dollars worth of coverage for an example here year number two you put another six thousand dollars guess what you still have a million dollars worth of coverage if you die so you're doubtfully worth a lot if, if you pass away but living benefit wise you still have zero in your cash because that year number two the expenses come out for the policy year number three same $6,000, 000, zero in your pocket. The the expenses go to the company to run the lights and keep the people employed. And it's about the fourth year that you finally put another $6,000 and you start to see some living benefit, maybe about 1000 or $2,000. And this will keep on going forward like that. And this is why life insurance has such a bad reputation because of these plans like this that give you high death benefit, very, very high death benefit, but little to none in living benefit. And most people who have these policies, they say the statement that I'm worth more dead than alive. And unfortunately, that's the truth with those policies. They are really, uh I, I will say that they are company-driven policies or agent-driven policies because you see only the death benefit. And to be honest, you don't see it. Your family sees the death benefit. So so most people, they don't like those life insurance plans, and I did not blame them one bit. This becomes the banker's strategy, though, to be able to build that pool of money away from the banks so that you can get a higher rate of return and away from the government so you can get a tax-free rate of return. That's where this policy excels in because it focuses on living benefits. This is how the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Kennedys, all the wealthy families that uh, my father was mentioning before that built the family banks, they use this specific type of life insurance policy that's entitled Become the Banker because it acts like a living bank. It gives you the ability to stuff money inside of it. You get day one liquidity. So in that same example, if you put $500 away each month, or $6,000 at the end of the year. With the other policy, you had zero in cash for about four years, but you had a very, very high death benefit. Whereas this one, you're going to get day one liquidity, and you're probably going to have a death benefit maybe closer to $400,000 or, or maybe 300000 versus the million. And because most of that money is going to your cash account, so these policies that we're talking about are what we call consumer-driven policies. These are meant specifically for you to use today, not for when you pass away and for other ones to use on the death benefit. There is going to be a death benefit that will be there for your loved ones, but this is truly meant for you to use today to be able to pay off some of those credit cards we're talking about, self-finance those vehicles like I have done throughout my life, and again, purchase homes, mortgages, condos, vacations, college educations, whatever you would finance anywhere else or whatever you would spend a tremendous amount of money on out of pocket, use this policy instead and you get to recapture the principal and keep the money working for you the, the whole time that you hold the policy. So truly, you are the banker when you have these policies because you not only have that death benefit, but you have that living account that you get to use today for the day-to-day purchases and save it for tomorrow for retirement. Well said, uh,
1: Jordan. And you know, I just want to add one thing. You know, it's life insurance, but like my son said, it's a very unique life insurance policy. Very unique. And the only reason why the wealthy have used it is because of the tax-free benefits that life insurance actually carries with. Life insurance is tax exempt so the wealthy knew about this many years ago and they stuffed money into life insurance policies instead of the stock market. So just to give an example here, 1929 in the United States the stock market crashed. Banks went out of business. People lost their dreams. People lost all their money. There were soup lines being formed. People lost their lives because they jumped out of windows, they were so depressed. Yet, the wealthy were able to take money out of their life insurance policies because they were stuffing money in them to get away from risk from the stock market and to have it untaxable. So, the wealthy took advantage, didn't it, of the stock market dropping because they, they could actually buy stock. Uh, they reduce price.
2: They have. They waited a couple of years. They have the opportunity. The yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have the opportunity to do that. Unlike others, where their opportunity went down with the stock market, all the other money left their pockets. So, so just one more piece I want to add on this life insurance. It can be on anybody. You don't have to be extremely healthy. You don't have to, you know, uh, be be. Young and starting this brand new, you could put the policy on people that are healthy in your family, just like my father did with me. You know when I was sixteen years old, I was able to 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 have a policy on me. He owned it, he put the money in, he controlled it, but the insurance was on me so for anybody who may be thinking that they can't qualify or they can't put it because of age or health, there are ways to make that still work, and you put it on your family and loved ones because ultimately the goal is the living benefit account so this that, is the power of this. And, and and next week we are going to be so excited just to keep these conversations going because we're going to be talking about how to avoid these financial thieves and especially the two-made ones that you want to, and if you want to touch on that that. Yeah, no real quickly.
1: You know, we're coming to an end and this has been a, an exciting show. Thank you so much for listening. However, though, I do want to let you know that tomorrow we're having a webinar at 6:30 Mountain time here. Uh, so if you can join us, if you want to join us, you know, text us at 303 887 or email me at joseph at org, Or if you want to, you can just go to our website and register for the upcoming webinar. It's actually about an hour and a half. And uh, go ahead and join us. Okay, please. We would appreciate that. And I want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for actually uh, tuning in. Be with us next week. The two financial thieves to avoid is going to make all the difference in the world for you and your financial security. Thank you so much, and we're looking forward to being with you next week. Till then, have a great weekend. Thank
0: you for choosing to listen to Become the Banker Radio Show. Certified financial planner Joseph Quijano will return next Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Until then, remember, rich people think like rich people. Poor
3: people think like poor people.